I think at an individual personal level, I was slightly worried that we would take away the commerciality from the business and that we would find that people didn't engage with it as effectively. And I was completely wrong, I'm pleased to say. And I haven't found that it's confused people about what they should be doing. Instead, I think it's helped them feel a greater bond to the business than they had before. Hi, I'm Belden Mankus. Welcome to The Purposeful Strategist. The podcast that shifts the conversation about purpose and strategy from what organizations should do to what business leaders are doing and what they've learned along the way. In this episode, we'll be joined by Nicholas Shaw, President, UK Networks at National Grid. Among the things we'll discuss is how National Grid came up with a simple, clear purpose and how they've embedded it in the organization. Well, Nicola, thank you for joining us today. Um, Just to set the scene, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about National Grid? Yes. Hi, Bill. Nice to be with you. Uh, So I'm Nicola Shaw. And I run National Grid's business in the UK in the transmission sector, which means the high voltage system for uh, transmission of electricity across the country and a high pressure system for movement of gas across the country. We have about five and a half thousand staff in the UK. I joined National Grid about five years ago, um, having spent the bulk of my career working in transportation of people with railways, buses, subways, taxis and airlines. Um, So it's been interesting to be dealing with molecules instead. Mm -hmm. Um, But as with any business activity, you're very focused on people, um, the people who run the business for you and the people who work for your customers or are your customers. That's a big driving force for me. And that's what I get a lot of energy and excitement from. What would you say National Grid's purpose is and how do you go about developing it or discovering it or identifying whatever word you want to use? How how did you come to the view that that's what we're all about? So we have a really nice short purpose. Our purpose is to bring energy to life. Mm -hmm. And we worked quite hard as an executive leadership team to distill what we thought our purpose was. Um, About the same time as I joined, we had a new chief exec who really wanted us to be a purpose-led organization. And I found that very uh, inspiring and bringing energy to life. I love as a purpose because it expresses what we do: the transportation element, the bringing, um, the substance, the energy, you know, the electricity and the gas, and to life to enable other things. You don't want electricity and gas for themselves. You want them to do other things with, whether that's to power bits of equipment in the economy or whether it's to keep you warm or to keep the lights on or your internet on at home. So it is a great way of encapsulating the sort of derived demand aspect of what we do, but to humanize it as well, to make it clear that it isn't just um, about uh, a sort of cold transaction, but it is something that enables everything else in the country to happen. So we bring energy to life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and in coming up with that, who was involved? It was very much uh, an internal process. And we had some consultants working with us generally as we thought about how we wanted to shape the business in that period. 
we talked as a leadership team about what we thought the business did and how we wanted to make that as memorable to our teams as possible, getting their word count down to get it to something that would very succinctly describe what we did. Um, but also give something that the staff would find resonated with them. And we wanted to make it apply to every bit of the business. And sometimes a purpose can sound quite corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely wanted it to sound more authentic and to sound more um, associated with the warmth that we knew our staff had for what they did. There's a huge commitment in the utilities and in networks to serving uh, the communities in which they work. We have a business in the US, in New York, in Massachusetts and in Rhode Island, as well as the business in the UK. We really wanted to make sure that the language worked for both sides of the pond. And of course, there are slightly different ways of talking about things um, in electricity, in gas, in the US, in the UK. And so trying to make sure we had something that fitted all of those audiences. Mm-hmm. So then turning the focus a little bit to strategy, what would you say your strategy is? And, and then equally, how'd you go about developing it? Our strategy has four different priorities. The first is that we want to enable the energy transition for all. So we're very much a net zero focused business. And we also are a business who focus on it being fair, the transition to net zero. We also know that we want to deliver for our customers efficiently. There's a huge piece of us that says everything we've got to do is about doing it really well in execution of the operation. Um, A third is is a more internal focus on growing our organizational capability to make sure that we can continue to do everything we want to do as the economy and as the world changes around us. And the fourth is to empower our people for great performance, to make sure that um, that I think something like 22,000 people working at National Grid in the US and the UK together to make sure that we're inclusive, we're diverse, that we reflect the communities we're serving, and also that people have the skills that they need now and into the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you asked how we came up with that kind of strategy and how it links to the purpose. Yeah. So the energy to life, I think you'll you'll see that directly in that first one. We enable the energy transition for all. That's our first strategic priority. So the importance of for all there links to for life, I think. A real clarity of this is not just about um, one part of society, but it's society as a whole. And that we are thinking to the future as well as today, as we think about the net zero challenge. Clearly, energy is an important building block for everyone as we decarbonize. And a lot of what we need to do in energy has to come first um, to enable the other things to happen. So real focus on that and bringing energy to life, you could say, if we don't do this decarbonization, if we don't achieve net zero, there won't be life to sustain. I think we recognize how important it is that we're part of that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other things linking to the purpose is probably slightly less clear other than we'll deliver for our customers efficiently, which is our second strategic priority. It probably goes without saying that all businesses should want to get more efficient. But being very explicit about that at a time when costs are increasing in the energy industry because we're having to make investments to achieve net zero um, seem to us to be a really important part of the overall offer. 
And if part of our purpose is to bring energy to life, we know that life needs um, sustaining and in the economy. And that needs us to think about both cutting that base cost as well as making investments. So it's a sort of double-headed beast. Um, the way you've talked about it here, it sounds a bit like you first came up with the purpose and then figured out how to make it happen through the strategy. But equally, I've heard people who've said, we did a lot of work on our strategy. And then we started asking, what does this really all add up to? I'm just curious, which came first for you, the strategy or the purpose, or did they sort of develop in parallel? Very categorically, it was the purpose that came first for us. Um, as I said, John Petrou, our chief executive, was really keen to be a purpose-led business when he took over as chief exec. Um, and in part, that's because he knew that building on the energies of a utility business would enable him to get it to go further. People who work in utilities are often very aware of their communities. They feel like they're giving something back. Um, and so bringing energy to life felt like a natural development for us. And then the strategy and the strategic priorities came from there. We did have two values before uh, we got to the purpose, the two values being do the right thing and find a better way. Um, and I think in some ways, the purpose and the strategic priorities sort of build on those values as well. And they're values that when I joined the business five years ago, they were clearly embedded. People talked about them regularly. We've added one more about making it happen to give us a sense of focus, determination, speed in delivery that sort of counteracts the doing the right thing and finding a better way, which can be delaying if you're not careful. Um, the, two, the first two are absolutely embedded in the culture. And the third one is a sort of desire. We want to add that to our value set. In doing this, is there anything you're particularly proud of and how you've gone about developing this sort of purposeful strategy? Two things. The purpose, um, I think we, we got committed early on and we've stuck with it. We haven't changed the purpose. We set it five years ago and we're not tinkering with it. It's not many words, bring energy to life. It's easy to remember and it's enduring. We're not tinkering with it. We're not changing it. We have adjusted other things. I've just explained for the values. That third value has only been uh, in place for the last year or so. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've changed how we're organized. We've changed all sorts of things, but we haven't changed the purpose. And I think that says that we hit on a, a good thing when we described it. And we use it a lot. The concept of purpose and uh, maybe by extension, responsible business, which we, we also have and we've made a lot of commitments to um, being a responsible business, playing our part in our communities, um, was something that whilst instinctively I agree with, I had spent most of my career being told to focus on the bottom line. That's what mattered. That's what got shareholders excited. That's what businesses were here for. And that by focusing on the bottom line, you had the clarity of thought that would drive other benefits. And I completely saw that sometimes the terribly diffuse objective function and the challenge for leaders in the public sector to actually make things happen because they're spending their whole time wondering which objective they have to maximize today. Um, so when I went into the private sector and the focus you know, pretty much in one business was on EBIT, I knew perfectly well I had to do all the other things, look after our reputation, make sure our customers were well satisfied that we thought for the long term and so on. But 
the clarity of focus on EBIT was really good. So when we came to talk about purpose, I think at a an individual personal level, I was slightly worried that we would take away the commerciality from the business and that we would find that people didn't engage with it as effectively. And I was completely wrong, I'm pleased to say. Um, and I haven't found that it's confused people about what they should be doing. Instead, I think it's helped them feel a greater bond to the business than they had before. To own up to that, it feels a bit odd now, given that um, whenever I open the newspaper or I touch something, everything's about uh, your purpose-led business, and there is more than just the bottom line. Um, the change to Section 172 of the Corporate Code clearly has made a difference there as well. As a society, we have moved on in our understanding of what business can contribute. So given that, any tips or suggestions for other leaders who might be wrestling with some of the same issues around purpose and strategy and how do you get clarity and how do you bring them together? I would say that the succinctness of it has hugely helped us because people could remember it, because it fits very well with the organization. It's not counterculture. So I would urge you to get it short, to be as succinct as it can possibly be and to relate your purpose as much as you can to what is already innate in your organization, just because I think it will be easier to sustain it. If you went about it the other way and said, I want to transform my organization, I'm going to do that by starting with saying what its purpose should be. And it's going to be, let's say, 180 degrees from where it is now. I can see that that switch would require enormous cultural push. And you'd have to work on a bunch of stuff that we never did. We had time to focus on deep embedding it in the organization, lot of discussions, uh, stories of how people thought about what the purpose meant to them. And then conversations around where do the edges come? Where do you get uncomfortable about where the purpose might take you? So quite a, a lot of work. I would urge you to go with something that feels natural for your organization, but from which you can build. Could you just say anything more about this, what, what you did I think the phrase you used was define the edges. I think that's often things people worry about. How did you go about that? Yeah, so each of the business units within the organization um, got bits of their teams to talk about and, as I said, sort of describe in story form what the purpose meant to them. Uh, so videos, chats, town halls, uh, question and answer sessions, all that sort of thing, and to embody the purpose in the story. So in the UK, we had um, a UK story that was the headline message that took us from where we were now bringing energy to life into the UK to where the organisation is going to go through in the next few years and where we wanted to come out in 10 years' time still bringing energy to life in the UK. So made real some of the challenges that the organization would feel. And then almost talked about each of the different words in their purpose. So talk about bringing, what did bringing mean? Uh, the energy and life. I've talked the most perhaps about life because I find it resonates with me the most easily. But it was interesting until I did that. Some of my team said they didn't really understand it. In August 2019, we had a power outage uh, on the system 
uh, on a Friday night, which was very short-lived, actually, on the transmission system. But it had wider ramifications for the transport network in the UK and for some hospitals. Um, and it was those things that became quite a big uh, bit of reputational damage for the business because the original outage was associated with us, although it wasn't actually um, our fault. It was a really interesting time to see how damaging something like that can be to a business and also to the people who were affected. People took hours to get home in some cases on a Friday night. Some people didn't get home at all that night. And there were pretty graphic pictures of people in the newspapers climbing out of trains um, and so on. These things are they're, they're pretty iconic for people to look at. That's when I sort of doubled down on talking about bringing energy to life in using the last two words as being the key to that purpose. And uh, many people came up to me and have come up to me since then and said it was only then, so two years on from probably the launch of the purpose, when they also really began to find it resonated with them. And so that problem in some senses helped people, some people anyway, kind of really connect to that bit about the life. Yes, I think it did. I think it um, reinforced for them what they were doing and why the purpose was so clearly linked to that. Sometimes they spend their time thinking, I've got to deal with the regulator. I have to deal with a customer who wants a new connection. I need to get my team to maintain this particular asset. So they're thinking about the day-to-day -day activity of the business rather than the global outcomes that those day-to-day -day activities achieve. Mm -hmm. And the fact of missing the energy as we did for those 30 seconds or however long it was, missing it so much and it having such a big impact on life made them then remember why they do all those things. And that resonated with the purpose. One of the things I'm hearing in that and taking a few things you said and putting them together is for some organizations, not National Grid, but for some organizations, the purpose statement might be pointing to a different or a new direction, not for you. But it does sound to me like it's, it's perhaps helping people almost moment by moment reconnect, sometimes mundane, sometimes exciting, but nevertheless, the sort of tangible stuff they're doing, to what's the bigger purpose? What's the bigger point of it? Almost moment by moment to kind of reconnect for themselves to that. Not not to change direction, but kind of reestablish a link for people. Yes, I think it matters at different stages in your life in a business too. So um, we've done quite a lot of work on net zero and what it means to different target audiences uh, for us. So uh, I know, for example, that young people hugely want to work in a business that is connected to the achievement of decarbonisation, uh, but not just young people. Uh, it that spreads across the age groups mm -hmm. and people feel like that would give them a sense of something better that they could do and they would feel that was positive and it's both men and women which in an engineering business like ours is really important so we see a real opportunity for us to attract new great talent because of our purpose and because of our strategic priorities and focus on the societal benefits of what we do Mm -hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure that that, from all of the work I've seen, I'm pretty sure that for uh, that talent, that war for talent, the purpose makes a big difference. 
So does it resonate with people? Can they see themselves working in an organization that believes in whatever it is that you believe in as being important, as helping you to deliver better or just in being what you do? And if they can see that resonance with their own values, I think that often helps you find the right people. Nicola, this, I mean, the purpose all sounds great, but but isn't it just a little too kind of idealistic, a little too, I don't know, not business? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is we measure pretty much everything. Can't manage what you can't measure is often thrown at me. And we are great at National Grid in that. I have lots and lots of metrics, lots and lots of KPIs. I am really clear about what my annual incentives are aligned around what my long-term incentives are aligned around. And that's all well and good and makes me focused and keeps me there day to day. But somehow I think the purpose is really helpful in making me feel uh, slightly warmer than um, the the specifics of those KPIs, Uh, more aligned with the rest of my team and with a sense of commitment to the business probably helped me go a bit further than I would without it. When I've talked to my team, there is that sense with them. Sometimes, and I, I know I am a convert, but that there are sometimes people who are more cynical about it than me and quite a lot more cynical about it than me. But even they would say um, most often that they like working for the business because they see it as being a responsible employer and uh, a business that is connected to its communities. They can go to the pub or meet their friends and family, and people can see that what they do is connected to bringing energy to life, even if they wouldn't actually use that phrase to describe it. Just as you were describing that, it struck me that in some senses, the amount of effort and energy that's gone into that um, and particularly positioning it with the employees is a bit of a commitment mechanism for you and other senior executives. A, because they've been measured and to some extent, I assume, embedded in the incentives. And B, because your employees have heard you so often say, this is what we're committed to, to go back on it. You've kind of put some cost on that. Yeah, I'm reflecting on that. I wonder. So I think certainly when you get to our strategic priorities, we'll enable the energy transition for all is number one. And we had to think really hard about where our regulators were, where society was in its willingness to spend, and where the business was in our willingness to commit to making changes that at the moment, we don't know quite how we're going to do. We don't have all of the answers to how you can decarbonize. Um, And we certainly don't know how we can make it work for everyone in a fair way yet. But as a result of not knowing, we said, well, we still think it's the right thing to do. And it keeps us aligned to our purpose Mm -hmm. of keeping the economy and society moving forward. So I suppose, yes, in that that sense, do I think the purpose itself has made me do things differently? Probably not, but it does... I find it really helpful to remind me when things sometimes are a bit tough, like they are in any business, of why I like working here and what the real, at the heart of it, is all about. Well, Nicola, really, that's some really great insight. Um, Appreciate your input. 
appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts with us. So thank you for joining us here on The Purposeful Strategist. Not at all. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Purposeful Strategist. Please email any questions or suggestions to belden at mancus.com. In addition to being available on our website, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode, we release a new episode weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and join us soon for the next episode of The Purposeful Strategist.